since we're already in a conversation. Exactly. Um, but yeah, by getting people sick, you're just making more money for the like medical yeah. stuff too. So I mean, it's not a waste. It's like, yeah, poisoning people is like, oh, now the hospitals make more money. That's the thing. He was also, that's the point of the, it's why I'm so terrible with names because I would like to say his name in order for him to get credit. I'm just saying the doctor. It could be yeah. any doctor. You know that doctor that shows up on your YouTube algorithm yeah. after you watch a so that guy. conspiracy videos? Um, exactly. I'm putting conspiracy in air quotes. but So he was essentially saying that, yeah, also, almost everything that we consume is killing us. And, and at the end of the day, when it comes to paying for food, we, we always think like, oh, I'd rather go cheap, but the thing is, you're gonna pay for it somehow, man. This yeah. was instead cost. of paying for it with your money, you're paying for it with your body. And exactly. Also, medical expenses. Medical expenses on the back end, because like you know, if you are anyone who's lived in America and has medical insurance and has had to use it, you know how much of a pain that is, and how much money comes out of pocket eventually in time. So, unless you have a great company that you work at with great insurance and whatnot, you're pretty much screwed. You still get fucked. I have, like, pretty good insurance right now. I've been fighting with my dental company for, like, since March. Jeez. So what's that, like, four or five months? Yeah, four months. A fucking, to get a crown for my tooth, I've had, like, three different appeals, all this bullshit, Jeez, and, like, I still crazy. can't get it done. So, yeah, thank God it's not, like, getting, like, a heart valve replaced or something that's actually, like, critical. So, and this is, this is with pretty decent insurance as well. Like, my mom, for years... Um, she worked at a, a textile factory, and she was paying a fuck ton of money, like, I want to say over $500 a month. And she wasn't making very much. Like, most of her paycheck was going to medical insurance, and it was terrible. Like, the deductible, I can't even remember. Like, I feel like the deductible was like $10,000 or something insane. Grace. Yeah, so, yeah, most people in America are fucked. And if, yeah. you're, and if you're in that situation, you probably don't have much money, so you probably are eating cheap, shitty food all the yeah. time. And it's just like a terrible cycle that probably a majority of the country's in. Yeah, that's brought to me. That's the thing. It's like whenever it comes to medical expenses, yeah, America is not built for um, the individual to experience the best without paying a significant cost. Yeah. If you don't got it, you might as well, like, you make the money here and you go move to somewhere else where um you could your your money goes further and also too it has a better focus on like the individual and like making sure that you are fine because it, it like let's say you're you're a regular person let's say you're not even like a regular person let's say you're doing everything right you're taking care of yourself um you know you're making decent good money and whatnot but you have one accident or like a a freak thing where it impeded you in some form or fashion if you go to the hospital, you might walk out of that hospital with like let's say decent insurance, like you said. Let's say the bill at the end is like a hundred thousand or a hundred. Can you afford that? It's like crazy. Like even if you make good money, I know. Like that's like your entire year's salary before taxes. Exactly. And it's like for for something that came out of the blue that you had no control over. And it's like exactly. I still have all my other fucking bills. Plus, I'm probably still recovering from this thing. So exactly. And guess what? You know the jobs. They're not like unless you maybe work for a government agency or something that is fairly secure like you get sick next thing you know oh they gotta lay you off buddy sorry yeah yeah it is now you're with no income even if it was a good income prior you have no income you have this big medical bill oh you could pay the minimum and whatnot but that's a debt that's gonna stay in the background yeah that's just like 
there's more mental stress. Like that's exactly. gonna and mental stress leads to physical exactly ailments so bad. Like I think medical costs are like the number one cause of bankruptcy in America. I think I've read oh. that. I think vehicle vehicles breaking down is like number two or three. Like it's insane. It's like things that are mostly out of your control just at any point just kind of looming over your head it's like oh tomorrow you could be in a hundred and fifty thousand dollar debt yeah over yeah something completely out of your control yeah that's probably the scariest part of being an american and then the thing is if you have the insurance that would cover that where you're not paying all that shit you probably have enough money where you don't need it anyway exactly. for the most part so it's like, like going back to the earlier point you got america's not built for if you don't have it yeah being poor is super expensive and being rich is yeah. very cheap Exactly. Fucked up. It really is, but ah, this is the world that we live in. You gotta, like I said, make the money in America and you move to another country. Donnie, Duck Casey said it best. It does seem to be the dream. I mean, I kind of want to stay in America, but I, I could be convinced. Once I have the money, I could probably be convinced. You know I me. need to get the money first. America has no, lo- I have no loyalties to America. My only loyalty is I'll pay back my debts that I have accrued so far and I won't accrue any more debts and then once that's done I am out of here yeah I don't have too much loyalty to America it's mostly trying to convince the rest of my family to move away like I would like to get closer to my family as I get older and ideally but if that wasn't a factor if I was just a lone wolf out there on my own I'd probably I'd I'd probably go to another country which I still may but mostly it's the other people in my life that Keep me attached to America, all these fucking Americans. Yeah, you the divergence. I think, but you have to take on the true American philosophy or like the core of it. It's just like paving your own way. You have to turn into the own your the lone wolf. You have to maximize your individualism to make yourself the most happy. So yeah, that's how that's how I got here. I went from like the older I get, the more and more I realize like just how white trash I am. Like I come from like. Besides maybe like Appalachia or the Deep South, like you can't get much more white trash than where I come. Like I was watching a YouTube video yesterday of the poorest area of America, which is in the Appalachian, and they're like driving through the town. And I'm like, oh, this like looks like the area that I come from. So going from there to New York City was mostly blazing my, my own trail. But who knows when I'm in my 40s or I guess 30s, maybe my 30s, I'll, uh, I'll blaze another trail and go to Columbia or something like that. The situation presented itself. Ah, with this sky high inflation over there, U.S. dollars doing very well. So I think could do. Like I remember, I spoke to a guy who lives in Buenos Aires, and he mentioned that. No, he lives a little outside of it, but he said that if he his whole goal is to earn five hundred bucks U.S. to live out there per month, and he's like, you're gonna live very well. That's five hundred bucks. And then to us, I'm like, to me, I'm like, wow, 500 bucks. If I could just, like, even let's say you, you you take his word and you're like, you know what? I'll double it. I'll down yeah. live it very well. So That's insane. Yeah, that's It's all like, about quality of life. If, like, if I'm able to have 80% of what I have here, but I get to, I can reduce my expenses drastically and live fairly well where I don't have any stressors when it comes to, like, I'm not worried about my bills or, like, the next meal and I have everything else I get I mean it's just trade-offs you won't have your family like you mentioned but you know you have a certain type of independence you get to learn a new culture if that's something you're into or a new language and you grow more as a person 
yeah. get to be put in those situations. So, or if yeah, I make enough cool. money, I move there and just build a compound. And oh like, yeah, my, all my friends and families down be like, hey, I guess if you guys want to come live for basically free, you just have to change your entire lives and uproot it to move to. Nah, I don't think they're gonna do that. A second world yeah. country. I, I at this point, that's one of the things I've thought about. It's like Argentina's gotten the. I think they've gotten the white pass in a way, because one of the things that I got um, recently is just that. If you were, to, I did a, when I was in college, I had a class and I think it was, I don't remember, it was international affairs or political affairs or something like that. And in that class, we kind of went into the Argentinian history. And a lot of the things that I was reading at the time is just that Argentina has a interesting history that it kind of blosses over. And that was through my research into independent stuff where there was a good amount of black people in Argentina at one point, because, come on, it was South America. Yeah. The slave trade didn't stop. And it was like, you know, when they got to Argentina, they, ah, they don't need black people over there. So there was a good amount of black people in Argentina for a good period of time. I think they probably comprised like at least 20% of the population, 20 or more. Um, And then there was a dictator that came around, I think the late 1800s, early 1900s. I think it was late 1800s. And essentially, he wanted to cleanse Argentina of the blacks. And they did a census prior. And I think probably the population, it was something around like, it was in the high eight, um, teens to low 20s. Okay. Or like how many black people there were. Um, and he basically wiped them all out. Yeah. He, you know, they did a lot of like segregation, putting them in ghettos where there was like a lot of poverty, dirty water conditions so a lot of people die from um diseases like malaria um, and also too what's the name of that other cholera oh yeah cholera cholera yeah, yeah. basically like shit yourself to exactly so a lot of people died of those because of being such bad conditions and then also too there was some cleansing going on that was like they were just killing people and are they closer to the end of his presidency or like his dictatorship they had done another census, and they looked at how many black people do we have, and it was so insignificant that they almost didn't even count it. Oh, my God. That's how much he killed. I think it was like, yeah, I think it was a good one, like 15% of 20% of the population was black at that point. And then they had asked him. He, he's quoted as saying an infamous quote, quote, and it was that, oh, black people, oh, that's something Brazil has to worry about. Oh. We don't have that problem over here. So... I've just I say all of this to say is like all the issues that they're going through with inflation and whatnot. I'm like it's the black people from the grave being like you're gonna have terrible monetary policy because you didn't want to have us around, and they can't blame black people too. So that's another yeah. thing. Yeah, like, now who now who do they blame? Exactly right. They kind of just blame themselves. So. Blame it on the Nazi immigrants after World War Two. Yeah, that. But the thing is, Argentina's a very beautiful country though. Um, they have beautiful people. So. Definitely a good place to visit in the future, so and possibly live for a little bit. I know I need to go check out some of these countries. Maybe I'll be convinced after. I think you will after I, seeing them. I think you will because let's say you could, yeah, you you visit for like a week, check it out. Yeah, I mean, have some good food. Like the food is like the steaks over. Hey, yeah, food food's hard to convince me on because I'm like the opposite of food. I mean, if they have really good chicken, oh, yeah, of course, more have... price of food gets me than quality of. Food. Oh, the price is much cheaper so they have mcdonald's there not that i'm a huge mcdonald's person yeah they have yeah buenos aires is like any major city it's like out of all the i mean 
Yeah, they they have eight million people. Oh wow! Yeah. So it's oh, not like, so it's like yeah, yeah, that's like New York size damn. As I say, I'm not like a huge McDonald's fan, but just having like American fast food is a, is a plus for me. Yeah. Not that you know, I'm a huge fast food person, but I like to have the option. They have fast food, but the thing is, is the quality of the fast foods is going to be better since they don't have all that American crap that we eat yeah. here. They don't have, I mean, they have a burger, but it probably tastes better than some of the stuff that we have here. They'll have chicken. Nuggets. It'll be less. I wonder, it's going to be less factory farmed. It'll actually be. Yeah, it's. Pretty much when they have, when they say naturally raised, and like, what did they say, grass fed? Nah, they, they don't have to say that over there. They're all grass fed. That's all grass fed. Nah, that's all. They don't, there's no, there's no non GMO. They're all non GMO. So I say, well, it seems like you've spent a lot of time in Columbia, I guess. Like, what would be, I guess, for the argument's sake, convincing me to move there? We've already had this conversation, but oh, yeah. for the viewers or the listener as well, what would be your, your way of convincing someone from America to uproot their life and move to Columbia? Um, my biggest argument would be quality of life because a lot of the things that when we think about other countries or in general, it's just like, oh, I would have to... First is like uprooting, which I, that I know that most... There, there's like a crazy stat that I read that is it like 77% of people never leave wherever they're from like wherever they're born like a it's like a high percentage yeah that sounds yeah that sounds right that's yeah facts for where i come from at least so many people actually never leave where they're from so making an argument for somebody to really leave where they're from and go to a completely different culture it's it it, it's not necessarily gonna sit well for a lot of people well for the few people for the for one fourth yeah for the yeah for the other side that's willing to take that chance i think that if you're a person who's willing to take a risk and like grow as an individual i think taking the because it's, there's no permanence to it when you're an american or anything like that you have a great advantage where you could always come back yeah if you don't like it wherever you go you could always come back and then restart over again and do whatever but you're not from those countries where they can't come over they can't they would rather leave than come they stay actually that's a lie one of the things I'd like to say about a lot of countries that I've visited, Colombia being one of them, every person from their country loves, they would rather stay in their country rather than leave. The only reason why they want to leave is because like lack of opportunities due to global um, geopolitical standpoints. So there's so many things that are outside of their factor, like outside of their control. That's the reason why they have to eventually leave. Like all the people who are from Central America is coming up. It's, and I, because they they were notorious to be farmers in their days, but when America came in and kind of like stripped away their their farming abilities and told them that oh you have to get stuff from us yeah so and then they basically re- remove all of that um, industry from their own particular country, so that's that could be a whole separate tangent. I'm getting away from Colombia. The reason why Colombia is so great is the people are very friendly, very nice. Um, the people are beautiful too, I must say. Men and women alike. Um, if you go to Medellin, some all these all of the different major cities, except for Bogota, I've heard that people are very un they don't look very nice in Bogota. Out of all the con- um cities, they're like, Yeah, Bogota people are not beautiful. I think it's because they say they're very business like and whatnot. So you know, when you're more of the industrial side I don't know, I guess like the more 
the economical power for Columbia somehow has the least attractive people. I don't know how that makes sense. Yeah, I guess it kind of tracks. Yeah. Probably spend a lot more time in offices scheming. Exactly. Out having fun. Exactly. So um, cost of living is a great factor. You get to experience or like have a lot of great things that you have in America. You have internet access. You have like some of the best apartments. Like a lot of the things that they build out there, you have very modern apartments that are better than most apartments that you'll find in anywhere in the U.S. It's comparable. And you have like, um, you'll have a weight, um, a doorman, you have gym, you have all of the modern amenities that you would want. Um, so you have all of these things. The food is better, the people are better looking, and the cost of living is cheap as long as you earn U.S. dollars, um, British pounds, or the euro. Do you have to learn how to speak Spanish? Like, would, yes. If you do, couldn't speak Spanish, would that be a pretty that, roadblock? That is a, it depends on everybody's experience because some, you could, there's a lot of expat groups. You could just hang out with them all the time. Um, yeah. But if you want to get like a more authentic, you want to eventually date someone or um, like get to meet their families and whatnot, they're not going to speak English because Colombia has been closed off to for most, from most of the world for a long period of time until the early 2000s. So the younger generation does speak English somewhat, but not in mass where, because they just haven't been, they're kind of very new to the, to the international scene when it comes to tourism and whatnot. And we already know that the U.S. and English is probably, the it's like the single most, once a country has like a good enough population of like, I'd say like probably 15%, 15 to 20% who could speak English on some type of level of fluency, then you know that that population is of a very high tourist destination. Yeah. Um, but Colombia hasn't reached that point yet. If you leave any major city like Medellin or even some of the other major cities that they have like almost nobody that speaks English. So you have to learn Spanish. It's a, if you want to really get the most out of it, you want to learn a language. So do you have any idea like how much it would cost to like hire a translator for a day? Uh, trans. You could get one for pretty cheap. It depends on the city too. You could for like the whole your entire day, just like they're with you this whole. Time. I guess like yeah, like like an eight hour day. Like if we're gonna go out and about for like a day, and you just wanted someone there for any interaction that you might have. So I had a guy when I was in Medellin that I paid like a hundred bucks a day, but he was with me for like the whole day. That's a hundred U.S. Yeah, a hundred yeah. U.S. But but that's the thing is like the people who could speak English and Spanish. It kind of rare, so that's why I was wondering if it cost more than like a driver because it's more. Yeah, I mean, he drove me too. He yeah. did everything, so we drove me. He it was for tours and everything. That was a hundred bucks encompassing of everything. Like and that. he could speak English and Spanish. Yeah. So yeah. So he was pretty good. Um, but there are not as many people like him. Where, uh, the people, the, the, yeah, you have to understand. Like one of the aspects of moving to another country is like the cultures are different, in the sense of, in the U.S. You know, you see a price of something, you don't, you know, like once you walk out of that store, you're not, there's no implied cost or anything. But I'm just using the, 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 the price, a store price as like an example of the segue to how you interact with people over there. So like whenever you interact with people, they're going to try to get over on you because, you know, they always see you as like, oh, you're not from here. So, and he has money. He has like, He's more likely to have money. I mean, you might, in the grand scheme of things, it's like, it's not like you're balling, you're like a millionaire. But, but compared to them, but compared to them, you are. So, they're going to try to like have like an implied cost or like 
shave on a couple of sides here and there, overcharger here, overcharger there. So you have to like have your wits about you. So um, negotiation is a bigger part and corruption is easier. To, it's just kind of sounds like, I mean, let's say you get pulled over for a traffic stop or something like that or a ticket. Like here, what what are you going to do? You're just going to like give your information and whatnot. But in a country like Colombia or some of these other countries, it could be like, here's 50 bucks to the officer. The officer say, hey, buddy, you need an extra 10 bucks. But after that, you're fine. So just those levels of corruption that you, you could get away with. Um, so it's like if you have U.S. dollars, you could get, it could be pretty much, you could feel like how rich people feel here. Yeah. Yeah. You could actually feel that way where you could, uh, you, live, you, you live above the law. I say I kind of felt that way, like not those bribing cops in Portugal, but kind of felt, I'm like, oh, this is like what upper middle class people probably feel like. So I'm assuming it's like that, but amplified even more. Exactly. There. Well, I was just wondering like the, how much it'd cost to have a translator. Cause if you're, uh, yeah, if you're probably. lazy, if you could like ball out and just like have a translator on your payroll that you always walk around with. I think it'd be easier to just have Google translate. Yeah. But the thing is, if let's say you really want to have somebody, I think it's probably going to be like. It's gonna be around a hundred bucks at least. A day. Yeah, a day. Yeah, because the thing is, like, yeah, they're gonna try. It's gonna be like around a hundred bucks. But I think you could, if if you could get somebody who is like, it's gonna get a kid, to get like a, get a twelve year old maybe, More like, like a, forty bucks. But for an expat who speaks English and Spanish, and then yeah. you just like chill with them, like you say, oh, show me around, like, we'll hang out, eat, and then they'll help you out. I say, hopefully with AI and shit, like it won't oh, yeah. take too long before there's like real time translators that you're just like wearing your ear or something like yeah, that. Yeah, they've been getting like that. Has I remember my mom had bought something like that in the past, but she said it was good and it was not good, but it had to have been there's no AI incorporated yeah. into it. So I remember they had some headphones that did that a while ago, um, but I can imagine like four or five years from now will probably be way better than anything that existed in like 2018. Exactly. So I think, yeah, in cor- even now I'm seeing s- those those websites that I looked up a uh, cologne on. And, and that website, they literally said all of the reviews here are like the overall recommendation that they provided was based off of the reviews that, and then that was generated. Now, the description they provided was based off of the aggregate of the reviews leveraging AI in order to give you that um, description. Oh, so they like... The AI scraped all the reviews. Exactly. Generated a description from what people said about it. Exactly. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. So I was like, whoa, they're already utilizing this. Because what would most people do? You would read at all of the reviews. But it's like, it's so great that they were able to like condense everything. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So I was, I read that. I think, I forget the name of that website, but it's whenever you look up a different cologne, it gives you like a rating and whatnot. And then that was one of the disclaimers at the end. I was like, wow, that's pretty cool. Yeah, wow. It's like a use, small use case that you don't really necessarily think about, but yeah. Yeah, so small. It, 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 you just leverage it that way. As I not a complete change, but just on use cases for AI. I, I mentioned this to you earlier, but just of my grandfather got some medical results that they send the results. He's like, oh, that's a word salad. And I thought he was exaggerating. But I read it and I'm like, oh, I literally don't understand any of these words except for like with and and, like the connecting <laughs> words. And I plugged it through an AI and I was like, describe this to a fourth grader and like make sure you're as accurate as possible, which it still could have hallucinated, but who knows. But it actually spit it out and like made perfect sense, which I'm like, it's crazy that 
all these random words actually do mean something. Like it literally just seemed like a bunch of gibberish. Yeah, dude. Um, it's like esoteric, but it's like it's just to justify that you have a medical degree that you know exactly. what all these words mean. But that was another random little use case that I found for AI last week that I had not thought about prior. So it's just cool all these things that AI is going to enable that you probably wouldn't think of initially. But back to Columbia. So better looking people, better, look- better quality of life. Exactly. Cheaper. Um, you said the apartments are like really nice apartments. Yeah. It, better yeah. food. You just have, you just have more leeway. It, and it's not for everyone. Um, one thing that I've come to realize is just that it's a, no, that's why I always offer people that I always tell people there's an out. There's you never pigeonhole. I mean, even to, let's say as, let's say I were to go, I'm not like, oh my God, I'm going to live here forever. What if like after two years, I'm like, I had a good time. I'll go back to the U.S. I could or do that. a different country. Or a different, exactly. Yeah. I could go to Brazil. I could go to Argentina. I could go to Chile. It's like, there's all these other countries that you could visit and hang out, so. Um, you don't have to marry yourself. But I think it's at the end of the day, it's just like, it's a, whatever somebody wants to get out of life, you have a chance to, we we live at a, in a golden time that given the opportunity, you're going to die. You can't leave the, you can't take the money with you on all these things. Even if I say, we always say money's fake, it's whatnot. It's like this, it's a concept. Use some of this concept to give you real life experience or like real things that, are actually going to be meaningful to you as an individual. So yeah, and like you said too, like if you're born in America and have that advantage, it's yeah. nice to have that option. That if you're born in most other countries, you wouldn't be able to kind of leverage that American arbitrage to exactly game the system and be wealthy in another country. Yeah, um, you just can't. And what was this digital uh, nomad visa that you're talking oh, yeah. about? Oh yeah, they also Colombia had opened a digital nomad visa for two years i believe so you have to have a certain minimum income threshold i think it's like 500 or 700 bucks a month that you have to prove that you're making is that us I'm yeah us um i think it's like 700 bucks and then after the 700 bucks you know you have to prove that you have like medical insurance and also too you could circumvent everything by if you you could have like an investor like you have a certain amount of money you put into a colombian sorry, um, a Colombian bank. And then from having that certain amount of money, you're, you're granted citizen, like uh, quasi-citizenship. But the digital nomad, nomad visa is for like two years where, yeah, you could be, you could just pay. You just have to show that you're making 700 bucks a month. And then can you reapply after the two years, do you know? Um, it's kind of a very recent thing. Yeah. So they really opened it up, I think, earlier this year. So it's very, it, new. it's very new and then they kind of are changing it a little bit here and there so on a month-to-month basis they haven't necessarily gotten it to the final final point but there's there's definitely a lot of people content, content creators who create Columbia content um they are all operating more or less on that type of visa so that's pretty smart to like if they want to get their tourism up or something like that exactly. to like encourage content creators to move there and also too, it's just like they're in the same. The perfect thing about Columbia is like in the same time zone as the as New York, or it just yeah, the um the east and the northeast. Yeah, that's. Not, I don't think they have, um, daylight savings time though, because I think I have a few coworkers that live there, 
and sometimes are on East Coast time and sometimes are on Central time. They said depending on the time of year. Oh no, I think now we they got rid of um, daylight savings here. I thought they were talking about it. Oh no, it, it actually there's no more going back. Wait, we're not going back? Yeah, we're not going back. Really? I was like, this, so this last one was the last one. I bet they reverse it. I was so against it. I thought daylight savings time was so stupid, and I started doing more research into it. And they did this before, I think, back in like the 60s or 70s, maybe before they did it, sometime in the 1900s. And then after like two years, they brought it back. No, we'll because, see. um, like kids were like waiting for the school bus in like the dark in the morning and shit, and like more kids are getting hit by cars and stuff like that. Like, turns out there actually are some downsides to it. Because I was like, it's so fucking stupid. Like, people get more heart attacks and, like, all this shit. And, like, it's just annoying. But, yeah, I guess there are downsides to getting rid of it as well. But I knew they were talking about it. I thought it, I knew it, like, passed in, like, the House or the Senate. I didn't think it was going to get um, yeah, it got ratified. Yeah, Oh, damn. Yeah, so they were saying, like, the last the last um, daylight saving that we experienced was the last one. So now we're just, so we're just on this time. We're never yeah, going back. Now going back until get past again maybe wow this was a live take of me learning this new information yes yes no problem it's um i was new to me fuck that sucks the fall one's the good one the fall back you get an extra hour of sleep nah 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 it's all done damn it well that sucks (laughs) i for years i was like we need to get rid of daylight savings time and just recently after learning more information i'm like we should keep it and they finally got rid of it they got rid of it so damn so i guess um Columbia is always on Eastern time then. Yes, Columbia. We're always going to be on the same time. So Columbia in the future, I think, yes, I think it's a great country, man. I think I, I definitely want to check it out more, some more, live out there for a little bit, and then hopefully um, inspire more people to take that leap. So because I've been inspired by others to take that leap, so it will be interesting. And, yeah, whether or not I stay there long term or short term, at least I did something different. And. So I, I, I at least need to check it out. You have you have talked it up. It's piqued my interest. I, I just need to make sure that I don't get any trouble down there. It seems like a, a place that's easy to get in trouble in. But yeah, seems like a place definitely worth checking out at least. So yes, it's on my list of places to go. Yes, there's so much to it. So many different cultures, um, history to it, and yeah, and I've only like sampled like a very 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 small in. And it's just like, I don't necessarily know how to describe it, but I've listened to other content creators who've described that same feeling. But it's like, there's something about Colombia. I understand why Pablo Escobar said, I would not want to die in other, any other country besides Colombia. Because when I landed there for the first time, I hadn't done anything. Like I hadn't gone on tours. I hadn't experienced anything. But you land there, and then there's just something about the air in the sense that it's just almost as if all the worries of my life were just like removed instantly and you just found a sense of peace and I didn't know where it came from because I was just I just landed in the country like 10 minutes and I'm like yeah what the hell is this but another content creator had to describe that same feeling to me and then I think another one had said something um along those lines and then I was like wow that's exactly what I experienced and yeah, and there's so much to learn about the country, the culture, and, and over time there's so many different cities um, to check out. And I just, you just need that time. And, and then from the time, and you'll get to learn. And 
um, inspire others, talk about it. Yeah. So, TBD, TBD, my personal blog. Chilling with Pete. Well, if I go, uh, I'll, I'll let you know if I had that same experience of all my worries melting away yeah. when I get there. Until you come back. It, I'd say it'd be interesting if you move there, if it's a st- still the same thing, or if you like lived there for two years, if landing in New York, you'd be like, oh, all my worries have melted away. I can't picture that. I know. I, I don't think. But years. you never know. Maybe it's just because it's a new place. Uh, I don't know. I, I think you're, there's an aspect of everything. It's like, you know, when you're vacationing somewhere, it's nice because it's different from where you're from. But eventually when you stay there long enough, it just becomes your life. Yeah. That's just it. But also, too, that's what I was thinking about. It's like, even if it becomes real life, is that real life that you're experiencing there better than where you were from? And if the answer is yes, then what's wrong with, like, staying there then, you know? Yeah. It's, it's all about the advantage of, I mean, if I, I don't want to be a Colombian living in Colombia, I'd rather be an American or a Westerner, like we said, who who's able to leverage the arbitrage because, like, we've had that conversation earlier. It's just like, when you're in America, it's like, have to keep working you have to you're always stressed about something you're looking ahead you're looking behind you're looking on the side but it's like if i could earn like half of what i earn here and live in a country where only out of like the half of what i earn here i could live off one fifth and still like have a very good live um one fourth and still have like a pretty good life so you have all that extra money to just like enjoy other things like pursue other passions and whatnot and you remove the stress of like constantly surviving. Yeah. So, well, we're also in New York City, which is oh, yeah. like yeah. the America of America. So it's like you could move to somewhere like where I'm from and you could probably live a better quality of life for like half the cost. Yeah. So that's like a middle ground. So that is true. I do want to, I do want to check out Columbia and see if having that other having would be worth it to have to lose some of the, the comforts of home in America and things like that. But, it definitely piques my interest. If I was like a single man and things like that, I'd, I'd probably be a lot more piqued. But having other people complicates things. That is true. Like Adler said, it's all about interpersonal relationships. I've been reading Adler recently. Oh, nice. Um, I think there's a book called "The Courage to Courage to Be Disliked." Oh, I it's like a that title. Yeah, so it's a it's a like it's kind of like have you ever read The Republic? I have it on my Kindle. I have not read it, but it's on my Kindle. Well, it kind of plays like the the Republic, where it's kind of like between a philosopher and a student. Yeah. Oh, so actually, that... I was supposed to read the Republic in uh, college. I read the Spark Notes, but I can't remember. It's that's like building like the perfect. Yeah, perfect society. Yeah. And then there's this, this concept of, um, is is that where the philosopher king comes from, or is that yeah, for... okay, exactly yeah. the philosopher king. Uh I still kind of the thing is like it's, I think we had that conversation way back when. It's just like. When it comes to a philosopher king, it's annoying because you have one or two that are great, and then this the guy that comes around and he's like, "Hey, I'm gonna ruin it for everybody." So that's where it's a it's a very centralized. It's that's the thing. Well, it's too centralized, so it's it gets to the point where, yeah, you'll have a couple that are good, and then there'll be a bad one, and then it'll be a string of bad ones. You just you're always at the luck at the mercy of one person ensuring that he's going to do the right thing. Yeah, which they can start as a good person and then be exactly easily corrupted by being in that position. Yeah, guess who his Nero top counsel was? Who? Seneca. Oh, really? The, one of the ultimate Stoics, yeah. Oh, wow. Seneca was literally the, 
um, mentoring Nero for most of his young to adult life. And guess what Nero was doing? Not some good things, you know. That's not. That's just saying that he was not doing good things when he became king. So that's the thing. It's like you could have the best teacher, but guess what? Your pupil could be Nero or yeah. So and then so millions of people suffer. Well, that was a a good random turn there at the end from going to Columbia. But yeah, hopefully when you move to Columbia, they have a good leader. They don't get another. Uh... Ah, uh, yeah. So we'll see about the economics. So, ho- but hopefully we get to a point where it doesn't necessarily matter where we are. I'll find another Colombia. Or I've also started to think about checking out Eastern Europe. Hmm. I mean, probably not. Not right. Time to move there. Not right now. Like, not, I don't think to move, but like check out. Uh, I'd like to check out um the uh, La Belarus. I know they have all these issues going on. Yeah, check out Romania. Ah, they got all those Ukrainians going there now. Hey, probably be cheap. Prague, maybe. Yeah, we'll see. One of those places. Also, we should probably wrap this up. Oh yeah. So ferry, uh, ferry. Pete has a ferry to catch. So yes, sir, make sure he doesn't miss that. Pete and Jake's corner coming to you with random topics. Colombia being a main focus. Getting to Argentina, turning o- over into Nero. A little bit of philosophy. So yeah, hit us up if uh. Pete has convinced you to move to Columbia. Let, let us know if he's uh, convinced anyone to uproot their life. Ah, uh, yeah, exactly. But just say it's not financial. Oh, this is not life advice. This, this is, is not life advice. Exactly. Yeah, you know what? Maybe I never move. Maybe I stay here this whole time and I'm completely happy in New York. Hey, not. Hey, if you got. Hey, if you made a couple billion, New York would probably be a good place to live. Ah, yeah. It's like the, the time, effort, and energy required to make billions. Hey, if something 50x is enough times. Ah, yeah, right. <laughs> maybe, maybe. We'll see. Well, we'll see what we talk about in the next one, but thanks for joining us. Yes. Yes. <laughs>